Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, welcome to 2021. It's the start of a new year, we made it. But OMG, what a whirlwind life has been lately. I'm actually so tired, but also still really excited to welcome a new year. Not much has changed though. We are still wearing masks and my son is actually home this week doing virtual learning from school. But here we are and trying to focus on some positive things out there is always helpful for all of us. And that's always been the mission of this podcast since we launched it back in 2018. And today there actually is some good news, some really good news to share with you guys today. It involves the American dream. It involves saving that dream for many small businesses across the USA. We will be talking about how you can help too, how you can help fund that entrepreneur American dream and help save small businesses this year. So welcome to episode number 84. This interview is actually a long time coming. It's actually been, I don't know, I think a year that it's taken to have this happen. I'm so excited to be welcoming the CEO of Barstool Sports, Erica Nardini. You guys are going to love her. She's incredible. She's a fellow New Englander. She's a mom. She's a fellow runner. She's also a fellow podcaster. She plays ice hockey. And we have a mutual good friend who is a total hockey star. You guys might remember her from the podcast, Kelly Babstock, also known as Babs. So here is my conversation from New York with the incredible CEO of Barstool Sports, Erica Nardini. Erica, how are you doing? How are things going a new year, but how are you doing? How are you feeling right now? Cause I know I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. I feel, I also feel very tired. I feel it's kind of a weird new year. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like everyone needed such a break from 2020 and then everyone put pinned so many hopes on 2021 or put like pressure on 2021. And then not really that much changed overnight. You know, if you look at what's happening in Washington right now, it's like getting a little, it's getting worse. So I feel, you know, we started the Barstool Fund over Christmas break. So we've, you know, we worked all break. Um, So I feel like hopeful and excited and nervous and definitely tired. Um, So all those things kind of wrapped into one. So obviously we want to talk so much about the Barstool Fund because I'm so into it. I've donated. I've gotten all my friends to donate. I even got my... 82 year old mother to donate. Awesome. Um, I love it so much. And I love that you guys are doing this, but let's talk just quickly. Like, how did you get to Barstool Sports? What, tell us about your journey to get this big job there. Yeah, I, um, so I've been here almost five years. Uh, I w- had a startup um, in music before um, and we're really working to connect music artists and their fans. Prior to that, I was the CMO of AOL. Um, and then I had worked in the internet for, you know, 15 years before that. So, um, I started my career in Boston. I, uh, worked at a bunch of ad agencies. Like I, I always really liked to work. I, I, I really always found myself at work. I was most comfortable at work. Um, and I worked hard. I worked like most of my twenties and thirties, just nonstop. Um, but I, always knew of Barstool because Dave had created it when I lived in Boston and everyone I knew loved it and read it and wore it. And it was kind of this like cult underground thing. 
um, I had based a lot of the like principles of my music company or the music company on Barstool. Like I used Barstool as the example. And then it was really just chance. Like I went to go, I was, we were raising money. I had gone to see the Charonin Group, which had at the time just like days before invested in Barstool. And I was like, God, I, we started talking about it and I shared the app and I was like, I love this company. It's so interesting. There's so much wrong with it. There's so much right with it. Um, and I left very jealous because I knew that they would like try to find like a white guy who worked in sports to like go run it. And um, I, I had this friend from, I went to Colby college and I had a, uh, a woman who uh, is older than me, a couple years older than me from Colby who knew Dave. And I was begging her to introduce me to Dave after I just was like, introduce me to Dave, introduce me to Dave. So it took a couple months, but I met Dave. Um, we hit it off. We had like the same vision and we just, we just clicked and um, the rest is kind of history. I love it. So good that you used your connection with your friend, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Like Persistence. I, totally. Persistence and a good woman's network and good things can happen. So how is Barstool doing? Overall, as we enter this new year, what would you say? What's what's going on with Barstool in we this had a new great, year? Yeah, we had a great 2020. Like it was a weird year. It was a very hard year, um, but it was a really good year for us. We obviously, we Penn made a massive, in Penn National made a massive investment in Barstool. We grew a lot of brands. We brought on big new talent. We launched a lot of shows. We really got focused on TikTok. Like we, we really expanded last year. I think we've expanded, you know, Davey Day Trader, if you look at what Dave's doing, that was another big sector that we that we got into. If you look at what's happened over the last two weeks with this fund, I think we've expanded yet again. So, you know, I think 2020, you never really know what you're going to get in a year with Barstool almost. Like it's like, we'll have high highs, we'll have low lows, um, but we're really focused on growing a lot of brands and connecting with our fans. And now we have the fund. So we want to make sure that's part of our mix and what we're doing. And we're really committed to small businesses. We, we identify with that. We feel like a small business. We are a small business. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of good things. You know, mostly you'll see great content, which is really at the heart of what we do is we have really beloved brands, whether it's in sports or entertainment. Um, so you're going to see us just really invest and build those. Yeah. I love that you guys are like a small business because you're scrappy like that, which is so, that's, that's yeah. what I love about you guys. So everyone wants to help with this fund. So let's talk about it. Um, yep. first and foremost, how did this idea, where did it even come from? I mean, I know the answer, yeah. but I want all the yeah. listeners to know sure. the backstory. Thank you. Um, so I would say that the interest in small businesses, you know, Dave, when Dave Portnoy started Barstool Sports, he, you know, maxed out all his credit cards. He lived with his, you know, in-laws, like he begged, borrowed and, you know, blood, sweat and tears, begged, borrowed and stole whatever the phrase you want to use to give Barstool Sports a fighting chance. And he did that for, you know, four or five years, maybe even longer. So, you know, I think Dave at his core really understands like the heart and the soul and the life's work that goes into starting something on your own. Um, I think the unboxing, so that when quarantine started, uh, we started doing this thing called the unboxing, which is Dave basically would go live and, and open packages from people all over the country. 
And it was, it was kind of a weird, interesting kind of quarantine moment, but it really made you see all these small companies. Like that's really what you saw in it, like random stuff from fans. And then this company sending this thing and that company sending that thing. So I think the idea of it kind of incubated this summer in a way of like, God, there's all these businesses out here. We can give so much shine to these businesses. I think the pizza reviews are also, you know, very of this ilk where it's like Dave and we and us are really connected to small businesses. A lot of our content feels very small um, and originates with places that are local. Um, and, you know, in the case of pizza, it's your, your, lo your local pizza shop. Who has the best local pizza shop? So uh, Marcus Lamontis from CNBC, he's the CEO of Camping World, challenged Dave to give $500,000, I want to say, right before we went on break. So like the 20th of December, around that time. And Dave and I talked about it. And then we talked a lot to Marcus about like, hey, what should we do here? And I think Marcus really wanted us to join in his effort. He has, he's you know, a huge proponent of small businesses. He's given incredible amounts of money of his own fortune to small businesses. And he has this initiative, uh, I think it's called Plating Change, where he's really helping restaurants like serve, uh, help, I think it's called like food inequity or, you know, basically people who are hungry, which is a problem in the tri-state area. He's helping restaurants make meals. So he's kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, and he's a really great organization that does that. We at Barstool, I mean, we kind of just do Nina everything ourselves. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of our DNA is like, we're just, we just do it ourselves. We'd, we'd rather do it ourselves. It feels more personal. We also really like things that are simple. And so what Dave and I really got to was we want to help small businesses. We don't care if it's a restaurant, if it's a dry cleaner, if it's a therapy center, if it's a gym, like we want to help small business owners who are trying to stay in business and keep their employees paid. We want to help people who uh, have maxed out and leveraged everything and whose companies are not going to exist if they don't get some grant. It, um, it's very, very hard for small businesses to get money right now. Like the only place they can get it from is from the banks. The banks aren't giving them money. The government isn't particularly helpful. So we wanted to, we wanted to save as many businesses as we could. Uh, we've partnered with the 30 day fund and they help us do this. Uh, they're, a, they're a charity organization. We worked with them uh, to raise money for the Reading Terminal Market in Pennsylvania this fall. Um, so long story short, we want to help entrepreneurs and businesses stay in business and we want the money to go to them you know, within 72 hours. So what we are trying to do is to find people, cut out all the bullshit of like, you have to wait 30 days and you've got to fill out thousands of people, pieces of paperwork. And there's a lot of bureaucracy. Like we have really created a very, very fast, you know, and a, a process that's improving and iterating, but we've created a really fast way to vet businesses and support businesses and to get them the money they need to make it this month. And then we're going to stay with them through, you know, through the pandemic. Now, how does it feel like, maybe you haven't even thought this through, but have you been thinking about the enormous impact that you and Dave are having on all these small businesses and all these entrepreneurs? I mean, if, do you really sit back ever and think like, 
I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, yeah, it's really overwhelming. You know, like I've, I like cried every day over break. Like I've cried like every day since December 20th, which is like, we I'm, all have, by the way, the videos, yeah. the videos, yeah, right? All, I mean, they're just, it's heartbreaking. I think the thing is overwhelming is that we can't help everybody we want to. I think that's, to be honest with you, the most overwhelming thing. I think the second thing that's overwhelming is that we want to do it all ourselves. So it's like, you know, with the 30 day fund, obviously, but like, you know, like Dave and I had a call with two entrepreneurs yesterday because they had some problems and some questions with things. And it's like, it, we care. Like I'm texting with, you know, Diane, the limo company lady. Like it's like, so it's, it's very overwhelming. I don't think we, I think you see it in the videos, I guess, like when you see, you know, Pony Express, you see what it means to the, to the dad, you know, you look at the Borellis and, you know, it, 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 it's awesome. I don't think we're taking that much time to like rest on our laurels with it. We feel like, ah, oh, Borellis, sure. I love it. That's we bought, awesome. the, we bought the Borellis shirt. Oh, that's great. They're awesome. Um, but I think it, you know, last night I ordered cookies from a company that we helped in, um, mammoth in California. Like it's like an organic bakery. Like I'm just trying to, we're just trying to help. We're trying to get as many people to donate as possible. We're trying to get as many celebrities and athletes to participate as possible. We're trying to make it easy as possible for our businesses to, to apply. Um, so those are really the things that I guess are overwhelming or that we're focused on. And have you thought through like, what's the end game? I know now we're closing in on 20 million, but like, how big do you want it to get? And what's the end game? Like, when is this going to, are you just going to, is it just going to keep going or have you thought thought that far ahead? We haven't really thought that far ahead. We're going to stick with people. Um, We're modeling out, you know, how many companies, every million dollars we raise, how many more companies can we support? How can we support them? How long do we think we're going to need to support them? so we're, we're working through all of that right now, but it, you know, this will go on as, as long as it needs to, and probably will morph into something that we haven't even realized or thought what it is yet, if that makes sense. And you guys are getting so much attention. I saw that you had Kid Rock involved, Tom yeah. Brady, A-Rod. I mean, so many big names, which is so awesome. And then my former colleagues at NBC News Yes. Put Dave on the Today Show this week, and that was so exciting to watch. So, what was that like getting you guys your first time ever? Barstool was first on the Today ever. Show, right? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Like, you know, we are generally ignored by mainstream media, if not like outright dis- disliked. Um, I don't really blame them. Like, we're competitive and competitors, and we know how to do things that they don't know how to do. And we have resources that they don't, that we don't give them. So it's like, I, I don't know why they would do the same test, but it's been strange with this whole thing happening, how little coverage there's been, there's been, to be honest, like, you know, Beyonce gives 500 grand and it's like everywhere it's on AP, it's on the wire. It's like, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's covering it. It's a segment in a feature. It doesn't matter what network you watch. We've raised $20 million in two and a half weeks. We've already supported, you know, like 70 businesses plus. And you don't, we have local news covering us because they're covering the company, but there's really no national media attention. Um, I think, or so long story short, it was awesome to be on the Today Show. Like I, I thought it was a great segment. I cried, like it was, it was awesome. I thought they did an amazing job. 
Um, it was also nice to see something where I get so frustrated because there's always an asterisk with us usually like, oh, you know, in 2012, Barstool Sports did this or Dave is wildly controversial, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting very sick of that because I'm like, look at what we are doing. Like we are doing something incredible, no asterisk. So why do you think Dave gets such a bad rap? I mean, you know him so well, we all love him, but why do you think he gets such a bad rap? Um, I think he's unafraid and he makes, as a result, I think people do not like that. I think he can, he may be threatened. He's threatening to people or they, people find him offensive. You know what I mean? Where they, they, you know, Dave has a whole character and a persona and a bravado. And, you know, I think Dave is, Dave's the best person I've ever worked with. So like, I love Dave Portnoy. I think he is incredible. I hope we work together for as long, you know, as long as humanly possible. I love working with Dave. I love who Dave is as a person. Um, But I think that people frankly don't take the time to understand who he is. I think they, there's a lot of judgment without, you know, actually bother. You know, if you watch pizza review, it's very hard not to like Dave Portnoy. Like if you watch pizza review, you're going to like Dave Portnoy. So it's like, and I actually think if you like humor, you're going to like Dave Portnoy, but there's people who don't like that. There's people who think he stands for things that they don't like, or comes from a place they don't like, or has beliefs that they don't like. I don't know. So I think it's just kind of, you know, sometimes he can be a lightning rod and I think maybe that's just part of it, you know? So one of my Instagram followers, Jackie, wrote in and asked me to ask you if there's going to be any any thoughts of a Nardini Portnoy picket. So have you guys ever thought about that? I mean, I know everyone's buzzing about it because, you know, Nardini Um, Portnoy. I know. I don't think so. Um, It was funny. We had like a moment, Nina, this fall where I was like, we need we need to talk about this. Like we need we need to talk about like if you, Dave, want to have political political aspirations, we should talk about it. Like we should, if we're going to do this, let's do that. Um, Dave doesn't, you know, I, I, Dave is not political. Um, I'm not particularly political either. Like we're trying to run a company. Now we're trying to run a charity fund. We mess up on this every single day. Um, you know, I think people say that we should be in politics because I think we've done something that politicians aren't doing, which is just like to help people and like reconnect with people and show what's happening in small towns and cities in this country and to like put their money where their mouth is or to like put action, make things happen. Like I I think that Dave and I together can make a lot happen. And I think that's what we're doing. And I think we'll probably just always do that from the private sector. I think it's hard to, you know, I don't envy any politicians because I think that's a really hard job, but um, I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing okay over here, you know? Yeah. Keep the fun going. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, Erica, how have you as a company had to change or pivot your content during these changing social times? Yeah. Last year was hard for us. Um, You know, it's hard. It was, I used to hate the month of October because for three years running, there was always something me too-ish that would happen in October. And we would get through, through really no fault of our own, we would get dragged into a bunch of things that had nothing to do with us. Um, and that's generally how it goes with Barstool is we get dragged 
if there's something where people are angry um, or people are polarized, we tend to get drawn into that just because we've gotten so big culturally, like, which is, you know, it's kind of like the tax of having a big brand and having a big brand that's kind of out there. Um, you know, so I, I think we've, you know, we're interested in making people laugh, you know, for the most part, obviously, and we're interested in entertaining people. Um, this year has been hard not to have politics creep into that, you know what I mean? And it's been hard to, you know, we've, we struggled with our employees. We've struggled ourselves. Like, you know, we obviously got a huge opportunity to interview president Trump at the time. That was very controversial in general. It was controversial inside of our company. Um, you know, we're obviously trying to diversify. When I got to Barstool, I was the only woman. Um, I wanted to grow more female voices. We've done that. I want to grow more black voices. I want to expand and extend into different verticals and categories. So, so you know, I think there was a lot of changing we had to do over the pandemic. And then there was a lot of, you know, we had to kind of rethink of what's, what's funny right now. It's getting very hard to be funny. Um, it's gotten very hard to be funny because it's, things are very sensitive and there's a lot of things that are really not funny right now. So tell me, what is your best advice for all the moms listening out there? I have a lot of mom listeners. What's oh, your best cool. advice for raising kids in 2021? Because these are, these are weird times right now. For moms. Yeah. Um, I could probably use some advice to be honest with you. Um, I'm like struggling with the screens, to be honest with you. Like I, I'm just struggling with the screens. Like everything has moved to video and gaming and the box. Like my kids spend all day watching a box and I'm like bummed about it because it's like, ugh, maybe this is just how they are. Or like, this is like, you know, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she was like, are our kids going to be like the nothing generation? Because like, they just stare at a screen all day. Like, is that like, that's who, what we're going to have. Like they don't talk to each other. They just sit next to each other and play games virtually with one another. So, um, you know, I think, I think the biggest things are like to, to just, you know, obviously love your kids. You got to love yourself. I think is a, is another big part of it. You got to forgive yourself. Like I struggle with that. Like I'm never I'm like not winning at anything. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm failing over here and I'm failing over there and I'm failing over here sometimes. So um, I think forgiving yourself when you're not perfect and letting go, you know, I think that's the other hard, that was the other, I think 2020 was really isolating. I think for moms in particular, super isolating. I, I think I, I feel fortunate that I work, I'm out of the house, like I'm up and running. Like I, I, that's not an outlet always for everyone. And that gets, those days get really long. Um, I also think it's a funny year because it's kind of like how you dealt with COVID really and how you felt politically really kind of made things tenuous. Like I know I personally like had a lot of really close friendships that I feel like we're not so close anymore, either by virtue of like how we, how we ran our pandemic family or just by virtue of where people stand politically. And like, so I think it's like, I think it's a hard year where you gotta like figure out what can make you happy, figure out what works for everybody. And then like, forgive yourself when you're neither is perfect because it's the days are long right now. And it's like that that's just getting through the day is kind of sometimes the best win of all, you know? Yeah, it's true. That's why, that's why we do the Nardini running club, Erica. The running helps. The running helps. Yeah. It's my therapy. So thanks for inspiring. 
That's really awesome. inspired all of us to get out there and get running That's again. Awesome. So thank you for doing that. It. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, well, Erica, everyone um, will go and donate to the fund. We're going to put Thanks. all the information in the show Great. notes. Great. And we all just want to say collectively a huge thank you for everything you're doing for uh, thank you. really saving the American dream. You guys really are doing that. And um, it's just incredible to watch. I've been I've been following it since like the day Dave yeah. gave that first rant. And I've just been totally into it. And I love it. Keep sharing uh, it. Keep telling everyone. So thank, thank you so much. And Erica, awesome. I know you and I are going to be rooting for our, our bestie Babs. I know we are big bubble coming up. Yes. Coming up in Lake Placid. So everyone needs to watch the NWHL. Um, it's going to be covered on NBC sports from Lake Placid. So I'm so excited. So Erica, thank you again so much and keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank you, Nina. We'll talk to you later. It Thanks was again. You. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.